0: As far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a Cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back guys to pirate talk radio, happy holidays, happy new year, whatever you may celebrate and however you may be having fun or enjoying your time over the holidays. Thank you for spending a little bit of your time with me and my little show here and, uh, I'll be honest, I'm not doing a script today. I I didn't take any notes down because I just want to spend this time going into the new year um, and really just reflect on 2022 and the journey of Sea of Thieves, because a lot happened in 2022 with Sea of Thieves. Um, we got to see the first full year, really, of seasons and adventures and mysteries playing together, along with a lot of big updates um, and, and things like that. So we're going to just take a walk through memory lane today and, and kind of go through some, some high points and some low points. Um, I also have some talking um, to do about, uh, well, the hourglass, because uh, I spent about seven to eight hours just doing hourglass invasions. Um, last weekend and, uh, well, my, my desk is still intact, but, uh, it definitely got beat up, uh, uh qu- quite a few times. So <laughs> it definitely got punched quite a few times. Uh, and I had to walk away a few times, but, uh, <laughs> that's just, uh, that's just how it goes. Uh, it was a frustrating experience. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to take a walk through memory, memory lane, uh, today, um, and just kind of look at, uh, and, and just kind of reminisce if you will about sea of thieves, um, also have some, um, excellent, uh, things that have came through, um, from a couple of you, um, via, via, uh, Twitter, uh, DMS that you would like me to talk about. Um, so we're going to also go through that as well. So thank you very much. First off and foremost to the amazing, the notorious, the bloodthirsty, Patrons, thank you guys very much for your continued support. Registella, Lane, Scamelt six six six, Jack Bull and Blade X Life. Thank you guys so much for continuing to take the next step in supporting my content, supporting Pirate Talk Radio, um, and 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 financially contributing to this show. Uh, I, I there's thank yous are just not enough. Um, ever when it comes to to folks putting their hard-earned money um, into into my content I, it just it means the world to me um, that that I can provide some sort of entertainment or laughing or frustration whatever the case may be enough that you feel the need to support financially so thank you very much and anyone else out there who is interested in supporting the content financially through the patron and getting some swag and stuff like that uh, starts at a dollar a month Thing goes all the way up higher than that. um, You can go check out patreon.com and check out the different tiers and what you get out of that. But thank you very much um, for the continued support uh, from the patrons. So let's start off uh, talking about my experience with the hourglass. So I've done the hourglass before, sloop. I had the most fun with the Brig and and the Galleon was not fun at all. Prior to the blunderbuss changes, prior, prior to the changes that they made, which I was very excited to try out. Um, and so the changes were made, I talked about them on the last uh, show, about how good they're going to be, how needed they were, and, and how excited I was to try them out. And so uh, I streamed with an old buddy of mine um, on on Saturday for like eight hours, last Saturday, eight hours or so, it was Christmas Eve, um, and really kind of dove into those changes and, and played uh, just PvP. We did nothing else uh, but Hourglass Invasions the entire seven hours. Um, so let me kind of break it down for you. Naval was a lot of fun. Naval was way better now. Um, way, way better now. Um, it had, uh, the blunder bombs were not, um you know as impactful obviously they still knocked people off holes and stuff like that but you weren't popcorning off your ship anymore um it wasn't affecting at least on the duo sloop the turn radius and the control of the ship as much as it was before um and, and in fact there wasn't as much blunder ba- bomb spam as before so clearly the impacts that they made uh with the blunder bomb changes were good naval combat, Felt very good. I did not get mad at all or frustrated losing in a good naval fight. The best crew wins. I'm not ready to get angry yet. So we're going to talk about another positive. Q times. Q times were outstanding. I don't think there was a single time in seven hours throughout, you know, morning, afternoon, and early evening um, and into the evening um, on a Christmas Eve, which again, you probably anticipate either, you know, a decent population or or a, a below average population just because it's the holiday on, on U.S. East. Q times, I don't think we ever waited more than about, I, I think the longest Q time we had was about three to five minutes. Uh, which to me is still very tolerable. I know some people that's not tolerable for them, but in, in in general, when, when it comes to games that I play with cues, five, five minutes is, is not a long time, right? There's plenty of things you can do, uh, to, to, to entertain yourself for five minutes. Okay. Uh, even if you have to touch yourself, that's fine. You can, you can do something for five minutes. Um, You know, I was talking with my buddy, you know, you can browse Twitter, you can do whatever you want for, for five minutes, but most of the queue times were instant or under a minute. So queue times were absolutely outstanding. We got a lot of reps in, we got a lot of, um, uh, PVP in the times when you sunk, which was most of them, we did not have a good win rate not good win rate all day um the 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 times when you sunk you spawned at that outpost you were able to quickly resupply and get back in there did you feel did we feel like our supplies were overflowing did we feel like most of the time we had more supplies than than we needed where we could just lob cannonballs and stuff like that no not all the time um, but whenever you got that sink and the barrels floated up which was freaking amazing that was some of the coolest stuff ever you you sink someone who's been like grinding out supplies for a couple hours holy crap you get like a thousand cannonballs and then you're just like i'm just i'm i'm gonna shoot seagulls at this point like at this point i don't care if i'm at thieves haven and you're all the way up at marauders arch i'm gonna lob cannonballs at you i'm just going to do it because i have enough to spare um so having that ability to To get supplies and resupply quicker was nice. Now, I know some people are not going to feel confident still with that amount of supplies. If you're sinking often... Um, like we were um, You're also, you know, you're not going to be able To get the captaincy uh, supplies Every single time, but spawning at that outpost You get a good amount of supplies Plus the additional uh, supplies on your ship uh, You can at least, you know, get into The battle and and keep practicing You know, if, if you're on a losing streak Which we were on a lot of them um, it, it, it was fine, because we just Got out there, we we went at it again and We both needed uh, practice On cannons and helming and, and overall Communication, so it wasn't necessarily about having all those cannonballs to really, you know, practice those long balls. It was more about repetitions and and getting uh, back familiar with sailing. We hadn't sailed uh, together uh, on a duo sloop since the arena. So we were, we, we, he took a, a lot of time off. You know, I'm not doing as much competitive PVP as I used to. So, um, and, and when whenever you've got a new crew member um, that you haven't sailed with for a while or never sailed with before, there are differences, you know, uh, uh, who's handling this, who's handling this that communication there's a lot of practice and reps uh that need to be done to get back in in the swing of things i have a feeling the next time we sail together and do pvp um it'll be better uh and i think each time we do it it will be better because we're getting those reps in we're getting the communication in and and as i said when we sunk via a good naval fight i was not mad where i got mad and where i was furious was in the actual pirate v pirate combat I don't understand, I don't get, I am still dumbfounded that this game has been out for as long as it is. A core pillar of this game is PvP. We are in a PvP season, and player versus player that doesn't involve naval is probably in its worst space it's ever been in its worst space it's ever been. You can go back and watch the VODs. You can see multiple times, point-blank range, me hitting a blunderbuss shot and not doing a knockback on the player. You can see multiple times... Point blank blunderbuss shots, they just scoff it up. We had times where we harpooned a player onto our ship. We both point blank blundered them and they just walked away, no knockback, no apparent damage, no eating, and just was fine. Hit registration is dog shit right now. If you're doing naval, try to stay naval. Like, if if, if if you want to fight someone mono imano, mono just prepa- be prepared that shit is not going to work. The sword is 100 miles long. Even on times when I got a knockback on a blunder but didn't get the one shot, at the maximum mo- knockback range, I'm talking about I'm at the ammo chest in a sloop, and they are on the far corner on the other side of the map, still just swinging away. They're hitting me. I knocked them back. They're still just swinging and hitting me. It's absolutely insane. There was a time I was backed up into a corner with a sword held up in defensive formation. The dude was not jumping or strafing or anything, just swinging into my block, didn't block a single shot. Combat, as far as pirate on pirate action, is the worst I have seen it since I've played. And I have played now for three years. I have almost a hundred days of playtime in this game. And this is the worst that I've seen pirate on pirate combat. The worst hit registration, bad sword mechanics, bad. It's just bad. And if there's one thing that Sea of Thieves really needs to fix and understand in a PVP season is you need to have a solid PVP system where combat it works. And right now, the only combat that feels good is naval. Naval feels good. Obviously you get cucked by the waves all the time. You get, you know, the Northwest waves are awful, but at the end of the day, you can get around that Um, With practice on the cannons, naval feels good. I will give credit where credit is due. The naval combat now feels good. Okay. Pirate v. Pirate feels atrocious. It feels absolutely asinine. The sword is like a freaking ginormous pool noodle that can hit you from a mile away. And the guns are not connecting and the mechanics are not working properly. End of the day the combat system is broken when it comes to pirate versus pirate, okay? Ship versus ship feels good. Pirate versus pirate, absolutely unacceptable. In a PvP season, a season focused around PvP, combat feels atrocious. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. We have seen patch after patch, hot fix after hot fix, quality of life after quality of life, and we've seen at the bottom for years in intense, uh, in intense moments of action, weapons won't work properly or hit registration's bad. We're aware hit registration's bad and we're working on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop putting it on your patch notes. You know it. Freaking fix it. I'm tired of seeing it on your patch notes and nothing gets better. You you tweak something and something might get a little bit better. And then all of a sudden it's bad again. You have no concept of how to fix hit reg. You have no understanding of how to fix hit reg. And clearly at this point, you're showing your players it's not a priority. And you're, you're doing it during a PvP season. When this season released as a PvP season, you should have had a working hit reg system. By saying this is a PvP-focused system, your combat systems, all of them, every combat system and mechanic, should have been 100% working. 100%. Not 50%, not 20%, not 10%, not 70%, 90% of the time, they're working. 100% of the time, they're working. That is acceptable for a PvP season. But clearly Sea of Thieves does not care that much about doing quality work in their development by releasing a PvP season when their combat system is so incredibly garbage as it is right now. And it's been like this for years. It's been like this for years. To a point where many players are like, it's never going to be fixed. And I'm in that boat. I don't think they can fix it. I don't think they can. But as long as they keep saying we're working on it and we're going to fix it tells me that they believe they can. The problem is we're not seeing it get any better. And we're seeing things like bucket reg, we're seeing things like food reg, we're seeing things like silent boarding, things that you've fixed multiple times and multiple times again keep coming back into the game. That tells me that the folks in charge of development, the folks in charge of those teams that are working on that stuff are not holding their teams accountable for keeping stuff fixed and fixed permanently. They're just allowing the wild, wild west of code building and things are getting broken time and time and time and time and time again. And I am sick of it. I love this game, but I am so sick of of just the overall disservice that Sea of Thieves gives to the players on a mechanic side, on a lore and story side. They are doing so much service and justice to the players giving us adventures which are pushing the stories forward regardless of how bad overall they are or or how mediocre or even how good they are. They've had some really good bangers of adventures out there, but they're moving the story forward. They're keeping us engaged on a story, but when it comes to the actual technical side of Sea of Thieves, they don't give a shit. And I'm sure people out there who listen to the show who are who are big rare fans as I am are saying no rare cares about the players. No, rare cares about the game. If they did, then they would be putting proper time and investment behind those mechanics the same effort and time they're putting behind story creation. Yes. There are probably multiple teams. Absolutely. But it's clear that there is one part of Rare and one part of Sea of Thieves that is more important than the technical side. And that is the story side. And I've brought this up. I've met Mike Chapman. I think Mike Chapman is an amazing human being. I think he is a great person. I think he has the best interests of this game story in mind, but I don't know who If Mike has the best idea of what is truly important in mind, and it's the mechanical side. Yes, players want story. Yes, players want lore. Yes, players want things to feel like it's moving forward and characters are being developed. But that's not all they care about. They care about working systems. And Sea of Thieves is broken in so many different ways. And I don't think Mike is the person that's going to be able to fix that because his focus is the story. His focus is the creative side. I brought this up multiple times on stream and I've talked to people about it. I think Mike does an outstanding job as the creative director because the creative side of Sea of Thieves is amazing. But I feel like in general, when it comes to Who has the biggest say on the update? I feel like Mike honestly has too much say. I feel like patches and updates, Mike has too much power. Mike's focus is the story. Mike's focus is the lore. Mike's focus is that stuff that pushes character development forward. I don't believe that Mike has combat mechanics as a high priority. I don't believe he does. Now, he may say on the front side that, yes, it's important to get hit registration fixed. Yes, it's important to make sure silent boarding, blah, blah, blah. Those are all PR spins. On the back end, he's like, okay, how do I make Flameheart cool? Okay, how do I make players have to decide between Golden Sands or, or destroying Golden Sands? How do I make players feel about Merrick and Pandragon? How do I make the Pirate Lord interesting? How do I introduce this betrayer among the um, among the Athena's fortune? How do I make players engaged in a in, uh, DeMarco uh, mystery? How do I make the ending of that mystery cool? That is what he's focused on and that's what he cares about. He is a great storyteller. He is a great designer of interesting and cool and mysterious stuff. Great at that. His priority is that his priority is not fixing the critical mechanics of the game. And that's why I feel like Joe neat needs to take his balls out of the jar and get involved and understand that as the, as the executive producer of this game, he has one side of his game that is amazing. And another side of his game that is in the dumpster, it is rotting away in the dumpster when you have some of your biggest PvP players out there who refuse to take part in your PvP season because it is so broken, you know there is a problem and you, as the executive producer, need to take action. And if Joe, he has proved that he's not taking action on this, the next level up, Joe's boss needs to take action on this. But as I said, I think Rare in general have no idea how to fix these parts of the game, how to fix this code and keep it fixed. Because even when they fix something, it breaks. So as a New Year's wish, as a Christmas time wish, I wish that Rare would put focus on cleaning up the technical mechanical side of of day-to-day player life. And they've proven that when they put those resources in place and do it, they can. Look at server stability over the course of this year. Server stability at the beginning of this year was in the toilet. It was a hot, stinking pile of poo in the toilet. And it was like that for a while. And they put effort behind it. They put focus behind it, they put a dedicated team behind it, and now servers feel pretty damn good. There has been very minimal times over the past two to three months that I have said, wow, servers are shit. And I'm sure I, I'm not the only one who who is experiencing bad servers. I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of people out there on a daily basis have bad servers. But overall, I felt it every day at the beginning of this year, end of last year, how bad the servers were. And I am not experiencing that because they put a task force behind it. They put the the resources behind it. They put the drive behind it and they got it fixed. They need to do the same thing with combat mechanics and just overall general technical mechanics of the daily pirate play and get those resolved because it is getting old. Four year anniversary and this shit is still broken. What is this? Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk, the biggest game for that, that was talked about forever, comes out and is absolute dog shit, and it took them a year to get it right. New World, the biggest MMO, the WoW killer, comes out and it's dog shit. Took them a year to get that game to where it's supposed to be. Rare has had four years to get this fixed, and they still, still cannot get things fixed and cannot get things proper. They need to change that. They absolutely need to change that. 100%. <sighs> I just I I don't I I'm at a loss. I'm just at a loss. I'm at a loss. I love this game. I hope, and I know there's a lot of people who write reviews about this podcast. They say, I'm too loud. I'm too in your face. People say, I'm too harsh. Look, I have been in software development. I have been in big business for a long time. I understand that there are a lot of cogs to turn. I understand there's a lot of uh, red tape and stuff like that. But you can't have critical pieces of your product broken for four, for three plus four plus years. You cannot do that. Imagine, imagine if Sea of Thieves had a truly good working combat system going into season eight with a really good quality controlled PVP system Thoroughly tested with big PVPers, got all the bugs and exploits out. Hit registration was good. Sword fighting mechanics were good. Im- imagine. Imagine they got a huge bump just because it was a PVP season with this type of on demand PVP. Imagine if all the bells and the whistles were polished and shiny and ringing. All the lines of communication were open and clean and flowing. Blunder bombs were thoroughly tested and fixed before. Imagine if season eight came out and it was crystal clean, clear, and beautiful. I know players came back to this game because of season eight. And they're disappointed because after taking a year, two year break, Some of the biggest issues they had with this game are still some of the biggest issues this game is having. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, I got a, a couple messages here um, from uh, one of my wonderful Twitch viewers and podcast listeners, Jimmy. Jimmy, thank you for sending me um, some topics here uh, that you would like me to discuss. One of the big topics that Jimmy brings up is the um, the idea of content creators, regardless of size, showcasing exploits and unintended mechanics in Sea of Thieves. Uh, Beardley has uh, tweeted about it. Um, Lord Whisper has tweeted about it. Mixel has uh, tweeted about it. Lots of big content creators tweeting about it here. here, Let me give you my thoughts on this. Every game out there has some sort of exploit. Even if they're not massive multiplayer games, even if they're not uh, live service games, they're going to have bugs. I mean, hell look at freaking Pokemon, uh, uh, the newest Pokemon game. I've been enjoying it. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, if you, uh, want to trade me Pokemon, um, uh, get in my discord and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll exchange, uh, uh, switch information. I'll give you my switch number. You give me your switch number. I promise I won't flirt with you or try to catch you in a Pokeball, but if you want to trade some Pokemans, I'm down. But even a game like Nintendo, who is known for their big IPs and quality code, release a game that has a lot of bugs and issues. Now, they're getting on them. There's a big patch coming up soon um, that should fix a lot of them. That's not what I'm talking about. And that's not what these tweets are about. These tweets are about a game that fundamentally, as we've talked about, have a lot of broken issues and content creators, regardless of size or people trying to be make big names of themselves or trying to use some sort of exploit or bug in order to, you know, get that big YouTube pop because they killed pace or boxy or whatever. Here's the thing. Knowingly using an exploit to gain advantage is just bad play. It's just bad play. It's horrible play. It's unacceptable play. If you come across a bug or an exploit, report it, understand that it exists, and do everything you can to avoid it. If you feel the need to utilize an exploit just to gain an advantage over someone else, in my opinion, you deserve me to come over to your house with a sledgehammer and destroy whatever piece of technology you're using in order to play. Because you're not playing the game. You're not playing the game. You're in the game, utilizing something to give you an advantage over someone else because of a bug or an issue with the code. You are garbage. And that's where I stand on this. That's where I've stood on it on every single game. I know people who they will go out and find exploits and they'll show me the exploit in in a video game and they'll laugh about it I'll see them doing it. And then all of a sudden, when they want to play with me at some point, I'll be like, yeah, we can play. We're just not doing that. Well, why not? I could do this really quick because of this exploit. That's exactly why I'm not playing with you. If you use exploits, I have no interest in playing a game with you. If you use exploits, I don't want to see you in a game. And I know for a fact there's been a lot of whiny babies on Twitter because their their Microsoft or their, their Sea of Thieves account has gotten nuked because they've been exploiting. And they say, "Well, I not my fault. The code's bad, and not blah 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 blah." Yeah, it is because you are actively choosing to do that. You are actively putting your character in a position to exploit. You are doing that. You know full well about it. And if you don't, and you come across it, you should be like, "Oh shit, this is a problem. Report it." And then freaking log out, log back in, refresh the character, and and get back to playing the game legitly. You don't deserve to play video games if your purpose is to show off exploits and to utilize exploits to gain something. You don't deserve to play video games. And yes, at the end of the day, it is Rare's fault for not having a good quality assurance in their code. But at the end of the day, also, it is the player's choice to do that. And I hope in any game, a player who is caught exploiting bugs and issues are permanently IP banned from that game. So they can't make another account, whatever. Their IP is just nuked from that game. It is possible. They do it. So, Jimmy, thank you for submitting those um, items. Um, My opinion, you shouldn't be showing off exploits and you shouldn't be utilizing exploits. And if you do, you should be reported and IP banned and never be able to touch that game again. And I should be able to come to your house and smash whatever technology you is that you're playing that on and you should have to buy it again. I don't care if you have a $10,000 PC with VR rig. I should get to take a sledgehammer and smash the shit out of it because that's what you deserve because you're a piece of human garbage. I'm not saying Jimmy is because Jimmy's a good dude and doesn't do that. It's just there's a lot of talk on Twitter, and he wanted my opinion on exploits. All right, so let's do a year a review. 2022 is to coming to a close. It is coming to a close. We're about to hit New Year's Eve. We're about to hit New Year's. We're about to hit 2023. So let's kind of walk through the story of Davram and Sea of Thieves for 2022. So if you go to seaofthieves.com slash your dash story dash so dash far, you can also get there by going to your uh to logging in, going to my pirate at the top and clicking on the Reaper guy that says your story so far. You can get your story of 2022. Let's go over mine. First off, I want to state that even their website's busted. Because according according to Rare's website, my first day of playing Sea of Thieves was April 16th, 2018. Sea of Thieves launched on March 20th of 2018. And I can tell you this, I didn't even know about Sea of Thieves until 2019. So I'm not sure where they got the you first played Sea of Thieves on April 16th, uh, 2018, but I should have a year one eye patch if that's the, uh, or I guess it's day one eye patch. So I didn't get that, but I should have the year one unlocks, but I can tell you this. I did not start playing this game until 2019. So I'm not sure where they get that information, but there you go. The, according to them, I've played since year one. In fact, according to them, I've played since month two of this game's release that it's just, it's just not true. So, uh, there you go. My factions stand as thusly. Athena's fortune 30 hunters call 50 gold hoarder, 75 order of souls, 75 merchant alliance, 75 reapers, 75, by the way, those were all maxed out the first month that they came out, except Athena's fortune 30, uh, because I just wanted to kind of chill and relax servants of flame the pvp i am at 17 yes Davrum is not grinding these out very much because i don't want to have to buy new office furniture and monitors because i get pissed off at hit reg guardians of fortune five i have a long way to go before the curses i will get them some year i am not in a hurry to get the curses the skeleton curse looks pretty cool but in general don't care i like the way my pirate looks i don't need the curses i don't need my ep rubbed Trust me, I do that enough myself. I don't need it rubbed by spending hours upon hours throwing monitors out my window because the hit rigs so bad. The Pirate's Life. It's been a busy year on the seas between adventures, voyages, and everything else. It can be easy to lose track of the little things, but not to worry. We've kept an eye on them for you. Yes, even vomiting, especially vomiting. So I have played 260 hours this year, um, according to the Sea of, uh, of 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 website Sea uh, of Thieves website. Uh, so if we do the simple math here and we do 260 divided by 24, that is a total of 10.8 days I sailed the Sea of Thieves, which I'm going to guess based on the fact that I've played since 2019 and I almost have a hundred days in there. Uh, it's a low year. It's a low year, um, which makes sense. There were some other things that I was interested in this year. Um, also, I, I've kind of taken a step back to like grinding the shit out of Sea of Thieves and just kind of enjoying it with friends and crew members and stuff like that. My lifetime gold is 114,938 uh, thousand six nine four. So that's one one four nine eight three six nine four. No, that's not my telephone number. Don't try to call it. I've completed two thousand one hundred and thirty eight lifetime quests, and I have sailed one million six hundred and seventeen thousand seven hundred ninety nine meters on the seas. And I have vomited under two hundred times. Yeah, I'm a I'm an underachiever. Okay, I'm an underachiever. If I play a C, look, I-, I will make you this promise Uh, by my birthday, which is the end of January. I promise you I will vomit four more times and we'll break 100 for 2023. Okay. I've only vomited 196 times. Okay. That's not bad. That's like the college weekend for me Um, when I was back in college. You know, 196 times. That's not bad. My pirates are relatively clean for being a Viking. Um, But I promise by the end of 2023, we'll break 200 vomits. Out of the 10 adventures, I have taken part in all 10 and out of the 22 mementos, I have collected 21. So I did miss one memento. I'm pretty sure I know which one it is because I was so pissed off at, oh, it was the one where you have to find all the, uh, the Reaper birds on the different islands. It was the, uh, Stitcher Gym uh, lead up to the Herald of Flame one. Uh, what, which one was that one again? Um, or was it Herald of Flame? Uh, yeah, it was the herald. Uh, it was the herald of flame one where you had to find the, um, all the birds. Um, I found them all multiple times, but one never gave me credit. So that was the one memento I'm missing. So 21 out of 22 mementos. I have captured 37 sea forts or completed 37 sea forts. I have killed 1,120 phantoms. I have reached Pirate Legend. Yeah, I did that a long time ago. I have completed 50. That's an even number. Pirate Legend Voyages. It says ahoy there, Captain. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, I own three ships. And yes, those of you who have been on my streams, yes, I am doing captain ships now. I went through all of the last captaincy season without doing it. Because of the logbooks, but now I've figured out ways to not have my logbook stolen. One, the 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 hourglass—you don't drop a logbook for—and then two, I can just red see my ship. So, um, yeah, we're not we're 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 doing captain ship. I have, however, taken and turned in forty-two logbooks. Favorite things to eat. My number one thing to eat in game because I don't eat this in real life is fruit. My number two choice. I eat this in real life. Meat. Love meat. And number three thing is invertebrates. Please tell me that. Is that a worm? Oh, it is a worm. I mean, that's the only three things that you can eat and see a thief. So that makes sense. Interesting. Um, Look, I'm a master chef, by the way. Uh, Gordon Ramsey should be proud of me. I have successfully cooked 97.2% of things properly with only a 2.8% burn rate. That's pretty damn good. If you're on my ship, you eat well. Get this. This is my favorite thing. And this tells you why I double gun now because of how bad the sword is. And This is how many times this year, this year, with all the times I've used swords and all the PVP I do times, you've successfully blocked an opponent's hit with a sword six. That is a single digit number six times. I have blocked an opponent with a sword that tells you how broken shit is. Because I used to use the sword all the time and it never fucking worked. Still doesn't work. <laughs> this is actually interesting. Things fired from cannons except cannonballs. Number one, chain shots. Freaking love chain shots. Number two, pirates. And number three, blunder bombs. It's actually kind of funny to think about. Number one, chain shots. I love chain shots. I'll yeet chain shots all day. I love when I have a hundred million chain shots cause I eat the shit out of them because not only do they take down mass, they do disgusting damage to like the wheel and the capstan. I freaking love using chain shots. Number two is interesting pirates, not like fire bombs, curse cannon balls pirates. I fire more pirates out of the, out of the cannon than blunder bombs. That says a lot about how I play. I have played a total of 150 shanties. My favorite shanty is Ballad of the Mirror. My number two favorite shanty is Summon the Megalodon. And number three is Bosun Bill. That's actually That actually lines up pretty good. Because uh, I love Ballad of the Mirror. I love Summon the Megalodon. And I love Bosun Bill. Oh, uh, now we get into the faction PvP. And you can see how bad uh, I, I am. Ship sunk for the Guardians. So as the Guardians, I've, sh- I've sunk one ship. Uh, servant of flame. I've sunk 11. Yep. Oh, now we have to choose an image sharing your story so far. Who am I going to choose? The pirate life, the tales of adventure, capturing the castle, legendary feats, capture, uh, captains of, uh, ad- wait, there's two captains of adventure on there, isn't there? No, there's one. Okay uh recipe for success siren song uh man cannons or your faction uh needs you oh 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 based on what i uh earlier i had to pick one uh let's pick um i like the the cannon firing one what which one's that that's the old man and the sea dog shit okay so you get to choose this uh we're going to choose the old man man the cannons if i click on this what happens choose your achievement oh and then you can tweet it out okay All right. Well, we won't worry about that. Uh, So anyways, I'll post this link in my Discord in case uh, anyone is interested in finding their uh, information. Um, But I personally find it, uh, uh, I personally found a lot of fun uh, to go through um, and kind of see where you are uh, this year or lifetime. Um, It was, it was a great adventure in 2022, Um, 10, almost 11 days played in 2022, which is a lot. That's a huge investment. Um, of the year, um, in, in this video game, I, I love this game now, again, since 2019, which again is only three years, I've got almost a hundred hours in it. So it was definitely a down year for me, but that hundred percent makes sense, um, based on, um, just kind of how I'm approaching the game nowadays, because again, I, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to just like farm out everything real quick. I'm just taking it fun and, and, and enjoying it. so let's kind of walk through the adventures. Um, obviously I did, I did shows on each of the adventures. Um, but let's kind of tell the story of, of how we, we went through this year. Um, as far as the storyline. So there have been, um, not a uh, 10 total adventures out. We started way back in the day with the shrouded islands, right? We had bell appear. We had the shrouded islands and we started to move into the forts, right? The Spanish forts flame heart was there, you know, that, the, the, well, we had the idea of going through the, the evil, evil, creepy doorway. Um, and then we moved into reintroduction of the dark brethren who stole Merrick, who killed Merrick. And then we had our choice of golden sands or burn golden sands. We've got the forg- uh, forsaken Hunter into Hunter's cry, where we're trying to find Merrick. We're trying to save Merrick um, into the sirens prize um, where we have to uh, help bell and we're trying to, again, stop Flameheart from coming back. And um, and that's when we, we're also talking about DeMarco in that epic scene at the end of the the mystery where we find out the Siren Queen has killed DeMarco and the Pirate Lord goes all Gandalf the Grey and you shall not pass. Epic moment there into the Herald of Flame where we, we, we welcome back. Pandragon, the, the failure of Sea of Thieves, who doesn't seem to know how to quit, um, but continues to fail. And we get Stitcher Jim back for at least a limited amount of time into the return of the damned, where we finally put the failure of Pandragon aside so we can get the stale villain of Flameheart back. So hopefully we can banish him and we can move past all this stuff and get to a good villain. And now we've got Briggsy, with a very disappointing start to that particular, um, tale. But if I look at all 10 of these adventures and I start to think about the memorable moments of 2022, uh, on a story side, um, a few things come to, to mind. First off the final fight in the shrouded deep, that final fight, though the shrouded deep was not good. Uh, it had a lot of issues. I think they really missed the boat on the design of that one, trying to bring back the hungering deep. I really don't think it went over well, um, but that final fight was an absolute slobber knocker was an absolute amazing fight. Very cinematic, felt very epic. Great, great, great moment was the final fight with the shrouded ghost with the flameheart fleet. Um, The next one that I I think really kind of calls to me as far as an epic moment, um, I would say would probably be... Uh, probably Herald of Flame would be the other epic moment out of these first adventures. And that is just because we got to find out more about Stitcher Jim. We got to see Stitcher Jim come back. Um, though the final fight of that was a little bit disappointing being that it was just a Ashen Winds event at the end of the day. It was nice to kind of see a little backstory in a character that we haven't seen for a long time and that we've all been wondering about and trying to understand a Stitcher Jim Ben, how is he feeling about flame heart? This, this, then they did a good job of really showing you that, that back and forth kind of mental anguish that he's going through of, am I loyal to flame heart, but he betrayed me. What do I do? And it was a really cool back and forth. And I honestly think it sets up for a really cool redemption arc, um, which, to my mind i think would be very cool and but unexpected uh to give stitcher jim a redemption arc in that flameheart is going to use his or they're using his body as the resurrection vas- vessel um if stitcher jim's like soul and mind is still in that skull and uh all of a sudden he starts to to take over uh flameheart's mind and makes him make stupid mistakes to eventually um end him uh, and get his revenge i think that would be a really cool twist that they could do. Um, but I think those were the two kind of moments that stood out to me. I know we had a, uh, two choices. We obviously had the pan dragon choice. We had golden sands and lost sands choice. I don't think either of them were very good. Um, I didn't really feel good about either one. Uh, the Lost Sands was supposed to feel like a battle, um, to, to defend or destroy Golden Sands. It didn't feel like that. It felt like a, a, a merchant, uh, voyage on top of merchant voyage. In my mind, the Battle of Golden Sands, or what the adventure was actually called, Lost Sands, I personally think was a huge letdown. Um, it was, it was their first attempt, and I kind of was like, okay, it's their first attempt, I'm going to forgive them for how bad that was and how bad that was designed and implemented. Um, But now that I see a secondary choice of a stale failure of a character in Pendragon and a stale failure of a villain in Flameheart, both who have been around for so long, both who have had some epic moments, but in general, their character is just stale. And that was the gut-wrenching choice, as Mike said, (coughs) that they gave us. Huge disappointment again. So I think, honestly, Sea of Thieves is missing the boat on these community choices. Um, and you could really see that with the Dragon versus Flameheart on Twitter. Lost Sands, uh, the Battle for Golden Sands, had a lot more Twitter engagement, a lot more fan art, a lot more propaganda on both sides, a lot more toxicity too, um, then the return of the dam did. Uh, I, I thought the return of the dam really fell flat on both the engagement side. There was still cool fan art and still some propaganda, but nowhere near the, the battle for golden sands. Um, and overall, I think they just missed the boat on those two. So as far as my highlights, um, I really think this year's, uh, the, the, the adventure highlights goes to the shrouded deep, uh, final fight and the overall herald of flames, um, adventure and my two biggest letdowns. Um, I would have to say, uh, well, I mean the biggest letdown is the rogue legacy, but I think, uh, the two choices, I think just were overall lackluster and boring. Um, I think they could have done a lot better. I think they could have made the choice a lot harder for players to do. Um, but, or to, to make right, which choice do you want to make, make it harder for them to choose. Um, so I think those were the two biggest letdowns and then the 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 big in the dumpster, garbage. Uh, adventure of 2022 uh, was definitely the Rogue Legacy. The Rogue Legacy, the most recent adventure, was by far the most disappointing adventure they've done. And yes, that takes into account that they forced me to go down in the stupid sunken kingdom um, on one entire adventure, which I was not happy about. Rogue Legacy was too much sailing, no combat whatsoever, and overall just, just lackluster and no driving story. Had some good lore drops, but overall just really bad. I think after nine adventures, they should have had a formula that was exciting and fun and 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 creative. And Rogue Legacy just missed on every single one of them, uh, and and it it showed up on the in the score we did. So I'm excited to see where they go. Obviously, they've had a year full of learning. They've had. 10% adventures. But again, they've had four years to get their code corrected as far as bucket reg, hit reg, uh, uh, food reg, and they still can't do that. So I'm not sure when they say we're going to do learnings and get better and continue to improve. I'm not quite sure what that means. But since this is the creative side, I trust Mike is going to make these better. I definitely don't trust the creative side or not the creative side, the technical side. So what do we want to see in 2023? Thieves will be celebrating Thieves will be celebrating 4 years um f- well 5 years I guess in March, right? Uh March will be there 18 to 19 19 to 20 2021 20, 20 No, 4 years. So the 4 year anniversary is coming up in March. I'm sure they're going to do something exciting for it. Definitely make sure you're able to log in during that time. I know they've done eye patches before and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do for the four-year anniversary. I'm excited to see where they're going to take these stories. I really hope they they invest some time in some good villain um, uh, story arcs. I really hope they they start to, to weed out some of these long-standing and stale characters that aren't going anywhere um and really start to bring us some new and engaging story uh, uh villains and heroes um or heroines um i really hope um that they do that because i think this game has an outstanding story team uh, i think they have an outstanding art team uh and i really want to see that put on display in 20 uh 23 and really getting a very interesting and uh and dynamic Uh, Villain and really interesting and dynamic hero and heroine and not these cookie cutter, boring, stale uh, characters that we've had uh, for so long. The other thing I want to see them do, obviously last year they tackled server stability and did a fantastic job of getting these servers to a place where they're much more stable. Um, where they feel better, and you're not feeling like the game and the server, uh, specifically the server, is working against you. Love it. I, I love where they are there. They need to keep that standard and continue to improve, right? We don't want any more of these gilded voyages of restitution, or as I call them, sorry, we screwed up, here's some gold, Um, they need to make sure they don't have to give out any of those because first off they're dumb and no one likes them. But secondly, it just, it just makes bad player experience. So I hope they keep the standard where they are and continue to improve on the server stability, but they need to get a task force together to really clean up the critical mechanical bits of their game. Sword combat needs looked at hit registration needs looked at things that are fixed and then go away. Bucket reg, food reg, harpoons, for God's sakes, have been broke for two seasons. That just shows a lack of caring, uh, a lack of technical know-how, uh, and just overall just poor performance from the development team and from the leaders who are responsible for, for making sure the game is developed properly uh, and well. So I really think um, as, as a Sea of Thieves team, they really need to start looking inside themselves and saying, we need to do better. Uh, and the leaders need to say, we need to do better by holding the people who we are responsible for, the underlings or the line levels, holding them accountable for quality work. And the studio heads at Rare need to hold those leaders accountable for a game to be developed in a working and quality condition. Every patch, every time. That's a tall order. That is a tall order. We haven't seen them do it in almost four years. So I don't see it happening now, but we're speculating and we're hoping. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking at 2022 saying these are the problems. In 2023, here's what I would like to see them fix. Rare. If you want an asshole who knows how to rattle cages and get shit done, you pick up the phone. My contact information is in the show notes, on my Twitter. You can reach me. You call me. I'll come rattle some cages. I'll come knock some heads together. And we'll get this shit done. I might piss off some people because... The next adventure may be delayed a year because I got more important shit to fix, but you know what? We'll rattle some cages, we'll beat some heads against some walls, and we'll get some quality work done and make sure that the technical, critical sides of this game are shored up, the foundations are strong, so we can move forward with fun and engaging content like adventures, like mysteries. But until the foundations are shored up, we shouldn't be spending time building all this other shit. We just shouldn't. And yes, it's different teams. I get that. Someone is going to message me and they're going to say, but they're different teams. Let them work. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe move some of those creative people over to the technical side and get some fresh blood in there to fix some shit. I don't care. But if Rare needs a taskmaster, freaking whip holder, cracking the whip, making sure shit's getting done and we've got a quality product, Rare, you call me. I will leave my job and I will I will move myself to the UK and we'll get this shit fixed. But for 2022, I would like them... To put a focus not around the creative lore story side, but put a focus around setting a minimum expectation on how this game should run on a technical level. Servers, combat, player interaction, the technical side, the nitty gritty, not the pretty artwork, not the engaging stories, not the stale characters, not the pretty glowy curses, not the golden skeleton curses, not the inflamed Reaper anus that you can go down into the new hideout. Yes, it, it's a butthole that's has had explosive diarrhea. That's why it's kind of red around the rim. Really put a focus on the meat and potatoes, the critical, important foundations of what makes this game tick and work. And some people out there may be like, look, it's not been fixed in three years. It's not going to get fixed. Let's just focus on what they are doing as far as story and enjoy that. I don't accept that. I will enjoy the story. But I also expect the other bits to be fixed and polished and cleaned up. I don't accept things just as they are. There's always room for improvement, and I want to see that improvement next year. Does it have to be 100% by 2024? No. But I want to see consistency in the quality. I want to see things fixed and fixed long term. Not fixed one patch and broken the next. Not something like Harpoons, which has been broken for two seasons and still not fixed. That is just bad. It's unacceptable. And we as players shouldn't accept it. We shouldn't accept it. Just because we have a cool adventure coming up. Or just because some new pretty cosmetic. Or some new cool thing has launched like a glowing curse. We shouldn't just accept. We should hold rare accountable to make quality code for the game that we love because our player experience suffers when they don't do their job. They have made an amazing world for us to explore and we've enjoyed it for many, many years. And I hope that we can enjoy it for many years to come but we shouldn't just accept it how it is. We should demand improvement. Perfection is not possible, but we should demand it because you should always be striving to be better. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not seeing enough of that from our wonderful folks over at Rare. I'm not seeing enough of it. I need to see more. Dial down the creative side. Dial up the, the the technical side. Once you get the meat and potatoes good, right, then start to think about the dish you're going to serve your meal on. Don't get the fancy china out that's painted all nicely and cool because it looks good when your beef stew smells like beef stew. If you don't know that reference urban dictionary beef stew and then you'll get it guys. Thank you very much for an amazing year. Thank you very, very much for an amazing year. I'm actually pulling up the the statistics right now of how amazing you folks are and how much I really, really, really appreciate it. We have put out season three. That was, that was this year. Season three was this year. This podcast is something that I started not thinking it would go anywhere. Not thinking it would go anywhere. The first episode of this podcast was released on June 2020, episode one, season one. 15 people, 15 people listened to that podcast. 15. 15 people listened to that episode. Since this podcast launched three seasons ago, two years ago, there have been 17,000 downloads of this show. And that's because of all of you and how amazing you are. In August of, uh, of August of this year, In August of this year, we had an episode that had 1,700 people listen to it. This podcast was started as a passion project of mine. And you guys have turned it into something that I look forward to doing each and every week. I look forward to talking to folks about it. I look forward to seeing everyone um, whenever I'm invited to shows I look forward to, to interacting with people on stream, but you guys are what makes this show absolutely amazing. And you guys are why I do this every single week. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for 2022. And we're going to move on bigger and better than ever next year. We're going to have a good time. We're going to rant. We're going to rage. We're going to throw things. We're going to pound our desks. And we're going to enjoy the wonderful game of Sea of Thieves. Thank you very much again for watching. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. Make sure you share out the episode to anyone you think who might enjoy it. Put it in your Discord. And also, to to, to clear this up and let everyone know, at this moment, right now, at this recording, I will not be at Sea of Thieves Fest in the UK 2023. I was not on the invitation list this year um, and because of medical bills and stuff like that, it's not a investment that I can just make, you know, on my own, Um, you know, because if I'm over there, I can, it's a business expense and stuff like that and that kind of stuff. But if I'm doing it on my own, I just unfortunately do not have the finances to do it. I apologize for anyone looking to meet me, but as of right now, unless an invitation lands in my lap. Uh, I will not be at Sea of Thieves Fest 2023 um, in the UK. There may be one in the US. Um, If there is, I will make sure that I go to that one because it's closer so it'll be cheaper. Um, But yes, uh, I just uh, letting y'all know that now because I have had that uh, asked several times. I hope all of you who are going or who get your hands on tickets, I hope you have a fantastic time. The folks who make Sea of Thieves Fest possible are amazing. I had a lot of time with my invite last year. Um, It was it was great. So I I I look forward to meeting as many of you as possible eventually, uh, but I will not be at CFD's Fest 2023 as it stands right now. Guys, take care of yourselves and each other. I hope you have a happy holiday. I hope you have an amazing new year. Don't get too drunk. And if you do get drunk, uh, stay at home. Be safe out there. Thank you very much for an amazing year. And I will see you in 2023.